I'm Neil Godbu, writer, journalist, proud shit disturber. I'm Michael Cass, an artist, and I don't have as many lofty titles as Neil. This is everything. 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 Michael, where what you wanted to do a podcast, and you pitched me this idea, and then I came up with this goofy name based on a band that I've just started listening to, and when I say just started listening to, I mean this month, this British band that has five records out and sounds like Talking Head and Radiohead kind of kept, you know, formed together and made... Had babies. <laughs> had babies, and and they're a little unusual, but... Uh, so, so our podcast is not named after the romance drama movie. No, thank goodness. Nor is it actually named after the band, but it, but it was influenced because you said you wanted to talk about everything. Yeah, my my uh, other podcast, Arts North, the Arts North podcast, is strictly just about art, and and I thought, you know what? Uh, as much as I love art, I still want to explore. I want to reach <clears throat> a wider uh, audience. So I can force my opinion on them <laughs> <laughs> and just talk about stuff. Just, just get yeah, that's stuff right. yeah. out, and 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 that's the nice thing about about podcasts and conversations like this is that hopefully we get people thinking and reacting and 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 that's why this is called everything. Everything is that Michael and I. We don't actually know each other very well. We have mutual friends, but we're interested in a lot of the same things. We work together for a brief time. Four months until COVID. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and and so we thought, well, let's kind of start talking about just different things. And so uh, now that we've got the name out of the way, um, who wants to go first? Do you want me to go first or do you want to... No, you can for, you can light it right, up and we'll see what right. happens. We'll see what happens. I, I like I may cut in like I just did. Well, please do. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't be much of a conversation. I'm I'm a nostalgic person, and I've been maybe it's turning fifty a few years ago. I've I've become more nostalgic. The funny thing is that my parents aren't actually very nostalgic, but they grew up in a different time in the forties and fifties and rural northern Alberta and. I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's just this sort of age where I'm at now. But I, I I'm I'm getting nostalgic. But I'm I'm I. But I'm also scared of the nostalgia I see around me. Um, and what I mean by that is the 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 nostalgia that led us to make America great again. That led us to true North, strong and free. That led us to thinking that questioning whether Canada's first Prime Minister, John A. Macdonald, should have statues up or should even be on our currency. Mm-hmm. That, that, that somehow, and I think that's going to dovetail quite nicely into what you want to talk about later, but, but that, that somehow this stuff has to be preserved at all cost. I, I, I always grew up in a, in a household where whether it was music or art or writing, was that culture was this thing that Oh, the sun came up. It's a new day. Culture is going to be a little different today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I, 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 I get very uncomfortable when I, when I hear people wanting to turn back the clock. Let's go back to a better time. Because was it really better? Really? 
was it? Well, it, it's all relative, right? It's relative to whatever I'm experiencing, you're experiencing at the time. Like 2020, I I'll look back to 2019 and be nostalgic, right? You know, but but in it was it a better time? I always say the 80s really weren't that much fun for me. Nope. The 80s weren't fun for me no. either. I do not want my mullet back. No. I do not want my 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 thick, heavy glasses with the metal frames back. I don't want that that awkward, geeky kid that was mildly rebellious and uh, uh, engaged in minor theft. Um, I, I, I don't really want that kid back. Uh, that, 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 Teen that, angst. Yeah, all of that. I I I don't want. I but I love the music. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't want to listen to eighties music all the time. You mentioned when you were listening to everything, everything that it reminded you of it the eighties. Yeah, yeah. But it's not the eighties. No. And 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 that's what I actually like about the band is that they reference the eighties. Actually, I think they reference a lot of different music, um, and those are actually my favorite kind of kind of perform modern uh, uh, musicians. Is that they reference a lot of things, mm-hmm. but they're not firmly rooted um, in that tradition. They'll borrow a little bit from here and a little bit from there, smash it all together, and here you have something new, which to me is the essence of culture i think i think you know bob dylan disappointed a lot of people when he was here uh, well, n- didn't n- he nostalgic though. people nostalgic people right yeah um i love the bob dylan show oh, when did he you came. i i don't think he should have uh i don't think he should have done jazz standards but he's bob dylan and he can do whatever he wants i just don't think he did that <laughs> he's that bob good dylan a job. he can do whatever the fuck yeah, he yeah, wants yeah. I just don't think he really did that good a job of the jazz standards. I it, it it what came across for me that Bob Dylan show is that and and actually listening to those recent records that that he has done where he's gone back to the American songbook is how much he he's not a fan of that material. He loves that material. That is the material. That is the material he is nostalgic for. Mhm. That's good nostalgia. That's good nostalgia. Um, it, it's it, it, but but it's not like he's completely throwing out his catalog. He still did tangled up in blue. A jazz a jazzier version and, and changed changed the lyrics. He changed the lyrics, but I mean, whatever. It's his. Song, it's, Bob right? it's Bob Dylan. It's his song, right? <laughs> so when it comes to nostalgia, yeah, there's uh, there's good nostalgia. But then you, uh, I think a person can sit in that morbid, you know, self-reflection and you get caught up in that, you know, dark periods in your life. But then yeah. what you're alluding to, people say, oh, if only, you know, it was a, this again. Right. Right. You know, great again, as if, as if a place wasn't great in the moment. Well, and 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 and, and to me, it also is is where they want to bring something back because they feel something has been taken away from them, and and I I, I get very ever since the rise of 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 Trump, and and of course this this was happening. 
I would I would argue this all goes all the way back to the late 60s and Nixon and I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore is that there has been for 50 years I I, I would argue a a a, a movement um, largely white against the changes that were wrought from civil rights and it, it's like we're still living with and and I don't just mean the states I mean in Canada mm-hmm. is we were maybe a little late to the party um although maybe we weren't because if you think that uh, uh Pierre Trudeau and the uh, uh the go- you know the government has no business in the bedrooms of the nation uh, he was still justice minister that was the late 60s that was yeah. a revolutionary thought um at the time the the idea of outlawing homosexuality um and then of course the constitution and and came that that this this notion that that things um this change that happened um and where where people who used to not have voices or would certainly be seen but not heard um, suddenly had voices. Suddenly, Indigenous peoples had standings in the courts. Um, a vote. A vote. Um, and, 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 and of course, this, this played out gender. This played out into, into what today we would call identity politics. And to me, that's enriched our culture, except that ever since the late 60s, right up till the present day, to me, all Donald Trump and people like him are, are harnessing is that resentment to that era where culture was far more white, homogenized. Um, you know, men were men and girls were girls. Reminds me of the opening line in uh, uh, Tom Wolfe's the electric Kool-Aid acid test. Have you have you read it? A, ve- a, a long in, in time college, ago. In college, I think it was the it was mom, dad, bud, and sis, and then his shiny black FBI shoes. So so it was this. So I guess that ideal is that white picket fence, mom, dad, bud, sis, the the family dog, you know, and and it's just not like that anymore. And I. When I look at those the the people that have that 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 want that time, I think it just just fearful of change. Well, and, and and even even to hearken back to let let's just dial the clock back to the nineteen fifties, early nineteen sixties. Um, there was a nuclear arms race. There was a space race. People were convinced that humanity was going to end the next day. In a nuclear holocaust um there was and and even then there was there was dramatic change going on um highways were and cars Mm -hmm. were 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 connecting the country people were moving far more than they had ever had before previous generations it, it was it was only the brave and intrepid that left their hometown or, or, or lived further than 20 or 50 miles from where they grew up. Middle class. Middle class was expanding exponentially. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, I, I, so, so to me, I, the, the, that, the idea that something has been lost, it, it's more that uh, the, the, the notions of, of 
white culture. Um, and I guess I should preface that by saying that that there are lots of, and I've read a few of them, uh, African American writers, black writers, who talk about the fact that that in a way whiteness doesn't exist. It's it's the absence of other cultures. I'm not quite sure I go that far with that, but but what I like is that let's use music. It's not just rock. It's not just country. It's right. Is is now we have this blend of R and B and world music and all of these other things going on, and it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay if you still want if you just still want to listen to Garth Brooks and Nickelback. Fill your boots. Nobody's going to bother you. Nobody's going to stop you. Where it does, of course, get bad is 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 where you want to go back to that time where we didn't have to talk about reconciliation and highway of tears and um, first nations and transgender. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's a good thing. We we can talk about all of those things. Nobody's forcing it on anyone. Um, but, but, but it is part of our world and it, and part of our society. And that's a good thing. It's not, it's not a threat. Yes. Statues are being pulled down. Maybe that's a good thing too. Uh, it, it shouldn't be stagnant. Um, Canada's first prime minister is a very problematic figure, uh, a, a, a drunk who basically wanted to scrub the Indian out mm-hmm. um, through residential schools. Um, and uh, and when I look at American history, the idea of tearing down Confederate statues, um, weren't those people traitors? <laughs> I was, you know, I was thinking that that same it, yeah, like you had General Lee. Right, who mm-hmm. was uh, an American and in from the North, a Union general at one time, West Point graduate, along with with um, Grant, and uh, yeah, to me, if you decide to fight against your country, the country that trained you and brought you up, you are in fact treasonous. Well, and and, and that's why you know those people who who stormed the the U.S. Capitol on January sixth. Those weren't patriots. Those were traitors. Mm-hmm. Th- th- those were people who had so lost their faith in democracy, in the the democratic institutions, in elections, that, well, we don't like it, so we're viol- violently going to overturn it or try to overturn it. Um, that's That's no joke. Um, I'm, there's lots of things I don't like about about the outcomes of democracy, mm-hmm. but democracy itself, it's 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 the best, least worst option. Pretty much. I mean, it's the same way with our court system. I, I you know, it, I mean, not like the outcome of a of a a twelve person jury. You know, their decision of guilty or not guilty, or a hung jury, or you know. However, you know, that person was either found guilty or not guilty by a jury of their peers. 
and uh, and that's the way it stands. And and just leave it. That's it's done. It's it's not perfect. Our justice system, for sure, is not perfect. I mean, there's. Well, we can get into that another time. <laughs> it's just another one of the everythings. Um, but it's the best we've got. And, it, and, and we can tweak it. We can work on it. And, and it's our responsibility to, 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 to ask the, our elected officials to do that. Where, where I get uncomfortable with nostalgia um, is... is when people start talking about, and this is my segue into what you want to talk about, <laughs> is when people start talking about culture being cancelled, about uh, about the accomplishments of the the, the heroes of yesteryear, uh, whether they are Confederate generals or to stay here in Canada, John A. Macdonald, the, mm-hmm. the the fierce the fierce Irish drunk who brought Canada together. Um, I I, I, I I don't believe in cancel culture, but at the same time, I hear there are legitimate points that some of these people bring up some of the time um, that there were things that could be said that now it's like, don't say that. And, and of course, I come from the world where what do you mean? Don't say that. Mm-hmm. If anything, this podcast is not going to be politically correct. Let's just get that out <laughs> Let's of the get way that out right of the way. now. And and by not being politically correct, it doesn't mean that we're going to be disrespectful in any way to any segment of society. It's not our. That's not our gig. That's and for me, it's not what I'm about. Having said that, um, nobody nobody gets out alive. Nobody's going to be, you know, leaving unscathed. Right? No, and no, and nobody should. And, and, and so, I, it. Uh, I'm a Rotarian. I, I've been in Rotary for ten years. Um, I, I was president of my club three years ago. I started a tradition that I'm very proud of, and I'm proud of the fact that that the three presidents that have succeeded me uh, all took up. Is that I started the meeting welcoming everyone. Um, to today's Rotary meeting being held on the traditional territory, the Clayley Tanay. To me, that's just respectful. Mm-hmm. To me, that actually, that's just common sense. A couple of Rotarians weren't happy about that. It was why the why do you got to bring that up? Uh, because this is the traditional territory of the Clayley Tanay, yeah, <laughs> and it is respectful. Um, it's an acknowledgement. Um, it, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't see it as canceling anything. Um, but, but I guess where I do get uncomfortable um, is some of the things I, I've, I've read about and heard and a little bit seen for myself, um, particularly what's happening at universities, um, where, where, where people who have shall we say, more traditional views, um, whether it's on gender or, um, or other identities, um, or, or just a more traditional view of, of history, um, are now being shouted down. And 
university, that should be the last place that happens. I agree. Not the first. You know, and it happens on both sides of the political spectrum. 100%. Right, it's the right left and the right. And right. So we're not, I'm not picking a side here. If anything, I'm in the middle, the sort of the pragmatic pragmatist right if if i see over there that they're doing something that i agree with i'll wander over that way same left or right doesn't matter it's when we have those two extremes and <clears throat> and fear sets in and that and the belief in you know traditional traditional history you call it or uh tradi- or untraditional uh more uh, i don't know what you want to call it change just they they'll accept change more than other people will and just because i don't agree with somebody's opinion or their beliefs uh i'm i may call them out there's a there's a difference between we talked about this before before we started the episode was there's a there's a difference between calling out and canceling Yes. Right. And and canceling is I'm not willing to listen to you. Whatever you have to say is wrong. It doesn't agree with my worldview. You are you're not part of my you know that just you're gone. I'm canceling you. You're not part of what I want to hear. Uh, calling out is if I heard you say something that I disagree with, I would say Neil, what the fuck, <laughs> you know. And 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 and, and this is I, I live in this world a lot as 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 a journalist where I, I I have to make choices and often very quick choices. I, I don't I'm I don't have time. I'm I'm not a philosopher. I don't have time to um you know dwell on these topics for a long time or consult with others and try and build a consensus and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I I have to make a decision which is often unilateral in the moment but but where i i have to decide whether i'm going to whether it's a a a letter an opinion column and and i have broadcast opinions that i certainly don't agree with um but i also know that to a segment of the community they will find it offensive mm-hmm um, and, and and I don't do it to offend. I I I I do it to keep the dialogue going. And and, and it's not about. And, and I think a lot of people, uh, certainly on the left, see that kind of thing as as you're just you know playing on old stereotypes. And they they kind of take the whole Marxist that you know this is a power move and it's all about power and then of course then canceling or or continuing to sideline um, these other less traditional uh, views or whatever but but I see it as as it's the marketplace of ideas mm-hmm. um, and and if we're going to have that kind of society let's have those uncomfortable Let's have all the uncomfortable conversations, not just the correct ones. And I, I mean, I know for for me. So, for instance, if I'm if a topic comes up and suddenly my my you know my gut clenches, then I'm like, I maybe I do need to talk about this as as uncomfortable as it might be. Um, 
and when I think about cancel culture, when I think about left and I think about right and the polarization of, and I'm going to try and stick to Canada as much as I can, although I'm inundated with my news feed with, with uh, you Amer- both, American, you know, politics and, and what's going on there. I try and find a, a balance. And, uh, and so having, so that leads me to the next point is, 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 are the number of people finding a balance, is that the majority and the extremes are the minority or is it becoming the other way around? I, and, it, and if it is, that's scary because there's going to be less and less people to stand up and say, hold on a second. Let, I mean, you see that in our, you see that in the part in parliament, you know, they're not willing to work together. Um, it's, it's all about, like you were saying earlier, power, right? Yeah, I I wonder whether whether the, I I I think the 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 schism between the sides is is real. I and and I think it has grown substantially. That being said, I I I still, good lord, I can't believe I'm I'm using these. Uh, again, this harkens back to the I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore generation. But that there is the moral majority if you will um (laughs) uh, don't get me started let me just let me just steal that phrase from from jerry falwell but that there actually is a um reagan called them a silent majority and maybe that's a better uh phrase to use it was nixon Nixon. you're right you're right i'm sorry i got i got my presidents wrong Uh, who who are just too busy living their day-to-day lives and are just not immersed in this kind of thing at all and and or or if they do get immersed in it they it, it's very passive I, I shouldn't say passive because i it's apathetic it, it's apathetic it's like oh i i just don't want to hear about that I, i'm too busy trying to pay the bills mm-hmm. Uh, you know, keep my job, you know, feed the kids, get them off to school, uh, uh, you know. And yeah. that, shows, then that shows up in voter turnout. Right? It does. It's it, huge. And, and if you look at it, so if, if, if less than 50% of the people vote and 50% of those people voted for whatever party that's in power at the time or more 50% plus one, it's only 26% of the voting population that have actually are good. Like that's frightening. That's frightening. It's it, it, see, see, maybe uh, let me, uh, let me give the glass half full argument. Then if, if you call it frightening, I actually see it as a faith in democracy. And what I mean by that is that, so in Prince George, um, voter turnout for municipal elections is usually about one in four. It's about 25%. Um, it was 21% in 2018. It was 32%. Man, but that's because we, we had a we had a real mayoral race in, in, in 2014. And so the, the voter turnout was higher. Um, but I actually look at that is that the people who don't bother to vote is they have faith that maybe misguided faith, but faith nevertheless that the rest of the community, the people who actually bother to pay attention to who is the mayor and who's on city councilor, that these people will probably be 
people who care about Prince George, care about their community, and want to make a difference and just, you know, make sure the garbage gets picked up and the snow gets pushed off the road when it snows. And, 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 and they actually have faith that, well, whoever it is, they're going to make that happen. I never, you know, it's funny because I never, I never looked at it that way. And, and it makes perfect sense. I was reading something about, um, I think it was from a, in a French newspaper. I wasn't reading the newspaper because I can't, contrary to our bilingual country, I can't speak French worth a damn. Um, the, they were saying, you know, sure, there was an insurrection. Sure, there was all this, you know, democracy was under attack. Sure, there was, you know, election, uh, you know, lies of, about election fraud. Okay, let's look at it. Sure, it's under attack. But it survived, and that tells you right there the strength of democracy, that uh, it, it didn't matter how loud, and this will go back to the, that cancel culture thing, is it doesn't matter how loud somebody is and how much they try and shut you down or force their opinion on you, um, that small voice of that righteous voice will uh, emerge. The, 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 uh, the arc of justice, as uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess uh, Martin Luther King would say, right? You know, the uh, bending towards justice is that we're always moving. It's always, it will always be imperfect, but we're moving towards at least something better. Um, except that, and this ties back to both the cancel culture and nostalgic, there's some people that it's going in the wrong direction. And I I would say that democracy works in in many ways. It's, it's, it's organic. There's, there's good seasons and bad seasons. Um, Right. And, and there's winter and there's summer and the winters are hard and, uh, and democracy is maybe lost. But now that that root has been planted, um, and it's been planted around the world, is w- let's look at Russia. What What is going to happen in Russia after Putin dies? What's happening now? With, well, ex- with the pro- with the protests that are well, going well, on. Well, now. exactly. Is that it's it's one of those things where 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 dictators and authoritarians, the harder they try and hold on to power, the more elusive it is. Um, and the funny thing is, is I think even within our democracy, we have leaders who were democratically elected, but don't, but somehow still think it's all about them. And, and 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 I like one uh, historian. I was uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin, um, who, American historian, who was just talking about the best kind of politicians, rightfully or, or wrongfully, care about their legacy. They want people to think well of them after they're gone, and so that frames their decisions. It, 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 and so, so they don't think of not, they think past the present moment, and even past their own self-interests. Is will people think this was good or bad twenty years from now, Lyndon, fifty years from Lyndon now? Lyndon Johnson. 
Lyndon Johnson, right? Yep. Texas. Big man. Powerful. Intimidating. Intimidating. And if it weren't for him, they wouldn't have had the civil rights. I mean, I mean, the Kennedys set the groundwork for that. Bobby Kennedy, of course. Is, uh, oh, uh, speak, I'm just going to go off track, which we will probably do lots. Speaking of Bobby Kennedy, um, and I can't remember the name of the... Uh, I remember when he went down to the Southwest and and the and the latinos were having the farmer strikes and and for more rights the leader's son is now the secretary of agriculture is that right that's amazing that, that that's that, amazing that, 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 that well and pardon the pun but you, you never know where where the seeds will land <laughs> and 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 what they'll grow into right but you're and and again, I reference this off the top is that we know each other, but not that well. Did you grow up in the states? I went from from uh, two years old until thirteen. So all my, so formative years in the states. And I tell you, and what, where were you in the states? Uh, Midwest. My great grandmother though was from Bogalusa, Louisiana. My grandmother was from Mississippi, and my mom was from Missouri. So, how I how I came out of that family, not being a racist, bigoted, I have no I have no idea. I have no idea how I how I escaped that, and <clears throat> because they were right, they were. They're all gone now. Uh, but that is that's insidious, and it and it's taught, and it and it somehow gets in the fabric of the family, and and so when I look back at that, I'm like, wow. I mean, because they would blame the weather on you know, and and I just don't know. I mean, I had to learn. I had to relearn some things, and I had to look at myself and say, oh, you know what? My thinking is pretty, pretty. You know, my thinking is slightly askew. I need to I need to take a look at that. And how am I behaving? How am I thinking? Uh, especially around indigenous people when I first moved to Canada it was you know because the because there's so much racism like like I don't think sure we can look to the south and say oh it's them look at them right are you guys okay down there we're not perfect oh god we got no. a long way to go oh god no we and we we have a long way to go in our our own I I, I mean that's why I I, I feel that this whole Canadian, um, we're a modest people. We we define ourselves by our superiority to our neighbors to the south. <laughs> the um, definition of Canadian is not American. Right, <laughs> right, which which is, of course, ridiculous, um, is, is that we actually carry many of the same good and bad traits. Um, and, and I think the way we think about about race is, um, I, I don't think it's is necessarily there isn't that that historical uh, embedded right. Canada doesn't have slavery per se, as at least on the industrial scale uh, that was seen in the American South. But residential schools is, I would argue as bad 
uh, a stain on this nation's history as slavery is on American history is yes slavery went on for two, for over two centuries in the United States but let's let's not get hung up on the amount of time mm-hmm. um, an, an effort and in this case residential school there, there was never any effort to eradicate black people from if anything they wanted more black they wanted people. more black people it was um, yeah. cost benefit right resi- sadly to residential say. schools was an effort to eradicate a people that was cancel culture right there Th- that That's was a cancel prime culture example, yeah. we're not letting you speak your language we're not letting you recognize your tr- use your traditions we're not letting you have potlatches and that was like you say, that's cancel, that's culture. cancel culture. That's cancel culture. So when, when people talk about, oh, this is cancel culture. Um, yeah, the indigenous peoples of Canada have experienced cancel culture. Would you like to experience that? Really? Really. <laughs> we're going to, uh, we're going to, that's, a, I think, a perfect place to stop right there because it, it'll, it'll maybe uh, stir up some thought for another conversation another day. So we decided, because we both love music, and uh, unfortunately, well, fortunately for the artist, there's copyright, uh, copyright in place. So what we've done, instead of being able to play music here, which we can't, because we, first of all, we can't afford the rights to play the no. music that we love. We've decided to do a playlist, and uh, and uh, Neil's an Apple guy. He's got the Apple playlist, and I'm a Spotify. Um, I think both of those platforms need to look at how they pay their. But that's a that's a whole other topic. That's we'll a leave whole that. other issue. And uh, and so we've come together. We've uh, put together playlists, and if you want to take a look, my playlist is all about nostalgia, actually. And uh, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give away any. Any. Well, maybe I don't know. I, I. I will. I will go down the rabbit hole of of nostalgia with music as as well. Is that? Um, it, it's funny that you lived in in the United States from two to thirteen. From two to thirteen, I lived in the Northwest Territories. Mm. Um, and so my access to music was my mom and dad's very limited record collection because they were uh, young, dumb, and broke when I came along. Uh, my mother was only 19. My dad was 21. Uh, you know, they basically had uh, Johnny Cash and Loretta Lynn records. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was whatever I heard on CBC, CBC. radio. <laughs> yeah. um, so trust me, um when I first heard, I remember the first time I heard, and so it'll be on my nostalgia playlist. I remember the first time I heard Gordon Lightfoot, um, if you could read my mind, is the actual song. Um, and I also remember the first time I heard Peter Gabriel's Games Without Frontiers because I couldn't believe the sounds that were coming out of the radio. I was like, what? What is that? Is it a guitar? Um, it it's it's rhythmic, but that's not drums the way I've heard drums before. Um, with Gordon Lightfoot, I, I had just never heard anything so 
sweet and beautiful as that smooth voice and that I, 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 wherever, wherever he was going to take me on his journey, even as a kid, that's where I wanted to go. I, um, he walked into a jean store that I was working at in Toronto. Is uh, that right? Wellesley and Young. I, I was, oh, I don't know. I, it was like one of those blurry times and, uh, came in and I didn't recognize him until he handed me the credit card. <laughs> Back then where you had the old machine where you had to put the paper in on top and slide that thing across. Yeah. My music probably goes back to the one of the things I remember we talked about my great grandmother and, and that uh, and, and I don't want to give the impression it was all bad. I mean they had their moments where they needed to look at things but uh, the Lawrence Welk show, believe it or not, my grandmother would watch that faithfully on Sundays, and there was this clarinet player, and I can't—I don't know his name. I don't—I can't remember, but something about the sound of that clarinet, uh, and I think even way back then I was, you know, eight, six, whatever years old. There was something about that sound. So you were talking about the sounds that were coming out of that. How did he do that? How did they do that? What's happening there? That's just stirring something up and so i have a few i couldn't find that particular musician uh but i do have some uh 1959 so i'll go back to 59 with the two albums one of them should have been the grammy winner but race played a huge part in that and uh, and the other one is the grammy winner so I'll leave it at that, and they can check out the playlist and see. My my, my nostalgia, uh, if my nostalgia playlist will will for me also include Hank Williams, um, because um, to to go visit um, my parents' family, we had to drive eight hours south from Hay River to uh, just south of Peace River. There's a French speaking pocket. Um, uh, around Falaire, Jerville, uh, where there's lots of French-speaking people. My cousin is the longtime mayor of Falaire, Alberta. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took eight hours to get there. And that meant that Dad did the driving, and driver picks the tunes. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, Dad loved throwing on the Hank Williams greatest hits on 8-track. And so, yeah. Hey, if you know what an eight track is, you're one of our people. You're one of our people. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, Hey, Good Looking and, and all of those classic Hank Williams songs. Um, I Like, I feel that those are embedded in me. Um, but again, it, it's I, I'm nostalgic for it in that uh, it, it's, it's the sounds of my childhood and young adulthood. I like listening to it from time to time, um, but I it brings back good memories, some bad memories. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but it it gives me, but I also see it as that's the foundation for the music I like listening to today, and I still want to be surprised by new music, and so that's where I that's where that's where my nostalgia leads me. We'll have the we'll have the links to those on the in the description of the podcast, and uh, so we're gonna have to cut it short here. I did talk to, actually, I can't say if I say somebody's name that'll give away. This is the fir- first podcast in the uh, soon-to-be new home 
of the Arts North. It's all very hush hush, right? We're we're, we're privy to this information. Now, I asked this person if I could mention this, and he said, make sure you put in Arts North Digital Media Center. So this is the first podcast in the soon-to-be new home. Uh, And we're doing, uh, by the way, COVID protocol here. We're six feet apart. We're trying not to breathe on each other, and we think we're doing okay. Uh, so this is uh, first podcast in that new digital media center. I'm excited. Things are happening. Things are changing. Things are happening, and 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 that's where I think. I think there will be a time, and I don't think it's going to be that long, where we might even some people will look back on 2020 and the pandemic year, um, and I guess partly 2021 as well with a little bit of nostalgia because of the change it it was an opportunity to change things i think uh, that's a, to- a good topic for instead of what didn't happen what did happen and and what did i learn about myself during the during that whole time topic for another episode of everything everything This episode of Everything Everything was recorded at the future home of the Arts North Digital Media Center in beautiful Prince George, British Columbia, Canada. If you want to listen to mine and Neil's uh, musical playlist for this episode, you can find a link in the description below. I'm Michael Cast for Everything Everything.